The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to School of Miracles Radio with your host, Heather Scavetta. Have you ever wanted to communicate with a loved one in spirit? Here, you will learn how to see, hear, and feel as mediums and psychics do. Everyone can learn how to communicate with their spirit team of guides and loved ones. No previous experience is necessary. Come with us as we enter a beautiful world that you never knew you were a part of. Now, here is Heather Scavetta. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, Today we're going to talk all about mediumship and I'm hoping I can get everything that I want to tell you uh, within the short time that we have. Uh, If you haven't already, if you could uh, listen to the previous uh, podcasts on meditation and how to see, hear, and feel spirit, this is important information Uh, If you're interested in developing mediumship, mediumship is an ability that is a little bit more advanced. Uh, You need to lay the foundation of how you work with spirit and how you may see or feel or hear them and how it is for you. Because even though I can suggest uh, certain ways Uh, you will ultimately uh, develop the way that is best for you. So it is uh, definitely a journey. So whether you are a medium already or just starting out, there will be information for you today. And don't forget that I will uh, take time to answer your questions on mediumship today. So just press that uh, email button on your radio page and I will get your emails. So uh, when I think about mediumship, I automatically go back to the beginning. Uh, I didn't have an interest in communicating with loved ones in spirit till the death of my own daughter. I don't think I even thought about it. Uh, learning how to communicate with loved ones certainly uh, healed my grief. Um, I am in communication every day uh, with her and with others in spirit. And it brings so much joy to my life that I wish this for you. I wish that you would know that joy of knowing that nobody dies, including our pets. Uh, They're still with us. It's just uh, a shift in perception. It's just a different uh, vibration. Uh, So you can do this. And uh, I, I have been honored Uh, to have been the go-between from loved ones in spirit to those who are grieving uh, for the past um, over a decade now. And uh, I just see the benefit in mediumship. It's not about uh, showing people what you can do. It's not about the ego. It's about being in service with uh, loved ones. 
I remember advice from a teacher long ago saying that when you step into becoming a medium, you align with the loved one who is in spirit, not with the the sitter or the one who is receiving the messages that are, are here. Uh, you align with the person you are representing. That is really who you should be honoring and doing your best. Can you imagine what it's like to be on the other side without your physical body and trying to communicate what you want to say and having the medium get it wrong? It must be frustrating, but on the other hand, they know full well that it's a learning curve for all of us here. So you're never going to be done uh, learning how to do mediumship. They always challenge you. They always give you new things. And it's always exciting and always an amazing uh, interaction. And so that's not to discount the person who is receiving the messages that you are giving the messages to, which I call the sitter. Uh, Definitely you are here uh, as the medium, as the go-between to receive encouragement and support for the one who is grieving, the one who is here. But your alliance really is the one in spirit that you get it right for them because, in essence, you are their voice uh, for that uh, short period of time that you have. And so uh, I talk about my journey in my memoir, The Power of Love, And how my daughter reached through to me from the other side to let me know that she is happy and is still in my life every day, every moment. And I give credit to her for teaching me mediumship. And the way that it developed uh, between Elizabeth and I, I share those experiences because I truly believe that those experiences were not only helping me to learn, but also that I would share them so that you can learn also. If you have a loved one in spirit, use them to practice with. I learned so much uh, from Elizabeth of how it is. And once I learned how she is, I applied it to others in spirit. So I used her as a way to know differences. So for example, when Elizabeth comes close to me, uh, my first... Uh, way of uh, connecting to spirit is through color. So usually with my eyes closed, I'll be looking at the backs of my eyes and I will see uh, flows of color move back and forth. So when Elizabeth comes close to me, I see pink. And so when I started to do mediumship, I noticed that when I connected to other spirit beings, that I would see sometimes pale blue. And I thought, oh, I thought everybody was pink because to me, pink means love. And so then I thought, well, let's go back to the beginning. See, I really propose that you keep this process simple. It does not have to be complicated. Don't think for it to be worthwhile, it has to be super complicated. It can be super simple. So in my psychic development classes, I realized um, that 
the pale blue that I was seeing in my personal dictionary of colors and symbols and what they mean, uh, what it meant to me was that whoever I was with, uh, whether just across from me in the physical realm, if I saw pale blue with them, it usually meant illness. And so after my psychic development classes, and I moved more into mediumship development, I applied that same principle. So if I was seeing pink for Elizabeth, and then I was seeing pale blue for somebody else, what does that mean? Well, to learn from your loved one in spirit, for Elizabeth, she died suddenly. So she didn't have any illness when she passed. And so I started using pink as a reference for somebody who died suddenly. Because if I saw pale blue, it meant that they had an illness. They were in need of healing. And so you can see that once you start to understand the symbols and colors and sensations and emotions and all those types of ways that spirit communicate with us, you can apply it to your mediumship. And so the only way that you can know if that is true or not, I mean, you know, the first time I did it, it was just an experiment. I thought, well, this makes sense. Let's see how it goes. My sitter took the information as correct. And so I learned by validation that what I was getting was correct. See, if you just communicate with people on the other side, but you don't deliver the messages to anybody, you don't really know if your interpretation is correct or not. That's why it's so important that if you want to develop mediumship, that you need to practice Uh, with sitters giving information and sometimes you'll be wrong and you'll question yourself and say okay where did I go wrong with this information and then um, also oh I was right okay great now I can move on I know that to be true for me so uh, never when I first started out could I have imagined that I would be teaching today and sharing with you all of my tips to becoming a medium and improving your mediumship ability I just want to say that if you have a desire to learn mediumship, you can do it. It doesn't take any special ability. It's just a skill that you learn. But understand that the process of spiritual growth is usually a path that takes time. This is why we are in time in this physical reality to experience it. So what is it like to grow and evolve on the spiritual path in time. Well, don't expect that all this is going to come to you immediately. Uh, In time, it will make sense to you, and you will learn to trust more and more. Try not to go back to the beginning of your mediumship and say, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure, when you have been correct with the way that you have been interpreting things. Lay that down into your personal dictionary. Sometimes it can be a physical thing where you write it down. This symbol, that color means this or that. I definitely had a journal at the beginning. But as you practice more and more, it will just be in your consciousness that this is how you work. And understand that when you accept that, spirit knows this is how you are working. So when they send me pale blue, I don't question it every single time. I say, okay, I know what they're trying to tell me. And so you can move on to the next thing. If you're always getting the same thing over and over again and you don't understand it, you need more guidance. You need to either go to a teacher who is further along than you or figure out 
what it is that you're sensing, seeing, hearing, whatever it is, so that you can move on. And with me, it was about understanding color. But know that your growth rate will be perfect for you. And you can only see this when you look back on your development. So my husband naturally took to seeing spirit and was giving mediumship readings very early on after the death of our daughter. He was a skeptic to all of this. And so his success tells me that you don't even have to believe for this to happen. It is who you are. You are spirit first. So I have seen his own growth through the years, and indeed we help each other understand symbols and the process of communicating with loved ones. It is great if you have a friend that you can share your spiritual experiences with. If you don't, joining a development circle is a great way to learn and share with others. We learn so much by seeing mediums work in my circles. It becomes possible for all of us when we see somebody else do it. So at School of Miracles, requests for mediumship readings uh, are given to my husband, Tony, as this is his way of using his skills at the school. And I eventually started giving channeled life readings, which will I go, I, I'll go into more in another radio episode. I found that I needed to practice my mediumship more and wasn't been giving the opportunities to practice. So I started my own practice circle and I saw my own mediumship flourish and improve in just the first eight week session. Mediums always learn and increase their personal dictionary of symbols and colors and their meaning, uh, working uh, with spirit, working with each other. Uh, Spirit is always growth. They're always teaching us. And so as we sit with other mediums in a circle is a fantastic way to expand your own mediumship ability. So it's important to to uh, share your experiences with others because if you just keep it to yourself, you never really, as I said before, understand what you're getting. Um, I was listening to uh, James Van Prague, who is an American medium, explain that in his own mediumship, he could wait for information to come in forever, that he needed to ask questions for loved ones to talk to him. Uh, I was like that. I would wait and get nothing until I started to ask questions. So we're going to talk a little bit more about those questions and the types of questions you can ask spirit when we come back uh, from the break. So stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Visit schoolofmiracles.ca to find out about Heather Scavetta and her channeled life readings and School of Miracles. Heather blends her energy with the council to bring forth their words of guidance and encouragement that can help you take that next step forward on your spiritual path. You may also attend classes and workshops at School of Miracles in the Toronto, Ontario, Canada area. Learn to communicate with your loved ones, spirit guides, animals, and others in your spirit team. For more information, please visit schoolofmiracles.ca. Tony Scavetta has been giving mediumship readings since 2004. His exceptional gift of clairvoyance will provide validation that your loved ones did not die and are here with you today. Experience healing through knowing your loved one is still with you and receive personal messages from them. Private and group sessions are available. 
Visit schoolofmiracles.ca and book through the calendar for Tony's availability. That's schoolofmiracles.ca. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to School of Miracles Radio. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send Heather an email to info at schoolofmiracles.ca. That's info at schoolofmiracles.ca. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. So just before break, um, I was talking about when I started my own uh, mediumship development, I was listening to James Van Prague, who is an American medium, explain that in his own mediumship, he could uh, be connected to spirit and wait for information to come in forever, which means there was no information coming, but he would just wait and wait and wait. And he learned that he needed to ask questions to the people in spirit uh, to talk to him, to give him messages. And so when I started my own development, I would sit and be connected to spirit and just wait. And I said, well, they know what I want. Why aren't they giving me information? But when I started to ask questions, that's when everything started to happen. So spirit was also teaching me that I need to communicate with them. And that's very much what mediumship is, which is like a two-way communication. So what I decided to do was apply that question principle to my mediumship development circle. And I developed developed, uh, a questionnaire that all my students use. And this helps you develop a foundation of how you work with spirit. So it's not only helping you focus on what types of information will come through, you're also teaching spirit that this is how you work. And so now that I've been using this format for so long, it's just automatic, and they automatically uh, give me the information in that format. So it is important that you bring through enough evidence that you have who you have in spirit, what loved one has come to you before you move on to messages. So I just also want to mention that this questionnaire is free for you. And all you need to do is go to the schoolofmiracles.ca website and go to the blog. And I've set it up for you that you can get the questionnaire there. And that way you can start on your own mediumship asking loved ones questions. Uh, So I was talking about uh, mediumship, and I know there are many mediums who work this way. They'll say something like, I have your father here, and this is what he's saying. Well, to me, that's not good mediumship. There are many different types of mediumship out there, and I'm not discounting any of them. They all have their place. But I teach what has worked for me, and And I'm sharing with you what I think is mastering mediumship. So you need to spend time bringing through evidence, which means who do you have in spirit? Tell me about them so that your sitter 
will know absolutely that you have their loved one. If you just say to them, I have your father, and this is what he's saying, you know, me being the teacher, I would say, well, how do I know you have my father? Tell me about my father. So this is what we spend a lot of time doing in mediumship is gathering evidence. And that's what I call it. So um, I wish someone had told me this information when I was starting. Um, I spent a lot of time saying, I don't know, connected to spirit, not understanding information coming through. So through trial and error and many years of practice in meditation, of course, Elizabeth teaching me, um, I've come to, to really believe that this is a fantastic way to develop mediumship. Many of my students have gone on and are uh, professional mediums now, so I know it works. It works for me. So I want to refer to the questionnaire and uh, talk about some of the questions that I have set up. So you understand, if you've listened to my other shows, that if you talk to spirit in your mind, um, that they hear you. And so this is how I communicate with loved ones in spirit. I just talk to them in my mind, and that's how I uh, ask the questions. So, for instance, um, the first question will be, um, are you male or female? And so you can wait for a very long time trying to figure out uh, how they are answering your question. And so you have to learn how you do it. And uh, some people, you can learn by other mediums and how they do it, and it may or may not work for you, but you can try it. And it's just all a big experiment uh, when you're learning. So for me, I see flashes of light. And I I see that with my eyes open or closed. And I realized through Elizabeth that when I see her energy as a light, that she is telling me that she is female and she is telling me her age. And this is because uh, if you look at uh, the circle of a clock, she would come in at approximately nine o'clock near the center of the clock, which tells me that she's family being in the center. And so when another loved one comes in, let's say it's an older female, She'll come in as a light above that. And so I started using the principles of Elizabeth and knowing that she was 17 when she passed. And so a light above her means that it's, she's older than, the, that female is older than her. And so in, when I talk about um, clairvoyance in my previous podcast, I go into that a little bit further. So that's how I know if they're male or female. I can see their light and I, I know which side that they are on. Now, let's say you're not so much of a seer. Maybe you feel things. So maybe you might feel the energy come in on your left or maybe come in on your right. Now, that doesn't work for me. It may work for you. So you just have to practice. You can say, okay, I'm taking a chance here. Uh, you know, uh, I'm feeling someone coming in on my left. Would this mean that they're a female? If the answer is no, then you know that that doesn't work for you. You can also see them as spirit, so you can see them like you're looking at them. So when I see spirit, I see them just like regular people, and sometimes they say things to me or they do things, uh, and they'll show themselves to me, and I can tell right away if they're male or female. This is how uh, Tony, my husband, works. He just sees them, and that way he knows. So I always say for beginners, it's 50-50. You know, they're either male or female. 
and so another question will be, so that's your first question that you'll ask. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to sit, you're going to close your eyes, you're going to relax, just like you're in meditation. In your mind, you're going to say, are you male or female? And then you're going to wait. Wait for the impression. Wait for the color. Wait for seeing them. Uh, wait for hearing them talk to you. Maybe you'll hear, hear a male voice or a female voice. Uh, with practice, you'll know how you get this information. And you just have to wait. And that's why psychic development and meditation is so important because you will have learned how to sit, be still, be relaxed, and have patience for the, for the information to come in. So the second question is, uh, who, who is with you in spirit? Sometimes this can be more of an advanced question. It's just an option that if you see them, sometimes you'll see them with somebody else. So for instance, if I see their light, there might be another light coming in with them. And so I'll know that they're with others in spirit. And sometimes you'll just get a feeling that they're not alone. So you'll know by practice how you get this information. Now, the uh, another question uh, can be, are you a child? Are you a young adult? Are you old? And just wait for the impression to come to you. Now, if, you're, if you are able to see them, you'll be able to discern all of that at once. You'll be able to describe them, see their age, uh, uh, see if they're uh, older, that type of thing. But I really caution you not to say their age at the beginning of a reading because what you're shooting for is a bunch of yeses. You want to keep your sitter open and positive to what you have to say. So ages can be deceiving. I can look at somebody in spirit and I can say they're 60, maybe they're 70, maybe they're 80. It's just my reference point. So it's better to say they're uh, an adult or a child at the beginning. You can get more specific as you get better with your mediumship. Uh, so, uh, so keep the age to the end because you don't want to get a no. Um, if you really feel strongly that you got the age, maybe you saw the number or whatever, then you can present that information at the end of your reading when you have gotten a lot of positive responses. Because you don't want to close down the energy. You don't want to say things right out of the gate uh, that the person may say no to. You don't want to get a whole bunch of no's at the beginning of your reading. So leave that more specific information to the end, especially if you're not sure and you're just taking chances. Uh, then you're going to ask them how they died. So this is not about dwelling on the death. This is about uh, getting um, specific information about the person that you have. And so asking them how they died is a really good uh, validation that you have who you have. And so let's say they had a lot of pain before they died. Well, you may be able to feel that pain in your body. On the flip side, let's say you're, you do usually feel pain from people. Uh, let's say you're not feeling anything this time around. Well, getting, um, let's say, a no answer, which means, no, I, I don't have any pain, uh, could mean that they died without pain. So you see, that's information. So even if you get a no response from some of your questions, go deeper with that and say, okay, why am I getting a no? 
present the information and say, I'm not feeling any pain of their passing. They didn't have any pain. And also remember that your sitter doesn't understand everything yet and explain to them that now that they are in spirit, they don't have any pain because they don't have the physical body, so they don't feel pain anymore. And so you're also going to get information uh, about their passing. So was it sudden uh, or was it an illness? And I talked about that. Uh, how I get that information through color. And if it is an illness, was it sh- a short illness? What is, was it a long illness? Now, for me, that's more of a sense that I get, more of a feeling with it. If I get a very strong blue color, it means it was a very intense illness. If I see pale blue in the center surrounded by pink, it's kind of a combination of sudden and illness. And so for me, I'll say that they had an underlying illness, but it felt very sudden when they passed. So you can see how it can get more elaborate and complicated as you learn the different symbols and techniques. And if you haven't seen them already, you're going to ask them to give you a physical description. Now you're going to look into your mind's eye. Or you may see a flash picture in front of you, however you you see spirit, and you may get just a part of them. Maybe you'll get the color of their hair, or you'll see them, uh, you know, see their ears. Maybe they had big ears or something like that. They'll give you something specific about their look that will set them apart from other people. So let's say you are connected with somebody in spirit who is very plain. A lot of people look like them. They may never show you them. Uh, themselves to you because there's nothing really significant to say. So don't always think you're not good at what you do. Go deeper and say, why? Why did they not show themselves to me? Maybe they were very shy. Maybe they didn't think they were attractive. You see, there's a whole host of information you can get by not getting a response from your one of your questions. And in time, you will learn to know. The other thing that you will get a sense of through your reading is their personality. And oftentimes I get a sense by how they're answering their questions. Or maybe they don't want to answer your questions. Maybe they were that kind of person when they were here. And you can just say that to your sitter and say, they don't really like me answering questions. Maybe they weren't the type of person who liked rules or kind of liked to do it their own way. So you can see so much information can come through by using this question format. The other thing that you can ask is also their hobbies. So what types of things did they like to do while they were here? And this is a real fun question. You can really get some interesting responses. So we're going to continue talking about the mediumship questionnaire uh, just after the break. So stay with us. Thanks. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Tony Scavetta has been giving mediumship readings since 2004. His exceptional gift of clairvoyance will provide validation that your loved ones did not die and are here with you today. Experience healing through knowing your loved one is still with you and receive personal messages from them. Private and group sessions are available. Visit schoolofmiracles.ca and book through the calendar for Tony's availability. That's schoolofmiracles.ca. 
Visit schoolofmiracles.ca to find out about Heather Scavetta and her channeled life readings and School of Miracles. Heather blends her energy with the council to bring forth their words of guidance and encouragement that can help you take that next step forward on your spiritual path. You may also attend classes and workshops at School of Miracles in the Toronto, Ontario, Canada area. Learn to communicate with your loved ones, spirit guides, animals, and others in your spirit team. For more information, please visit schoolofmiracles.ca. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. are listening to School of Miracles Radio. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send Heather an email to info at schoolofmiracles.ca. That's info at schoolofmiracles.ca. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. Okay, so just before break, we were talking about the mediumship questionnaire. And one of the questions is to ask your person in spirit what hobbies they had while they were here. And that's really good validation of the types of things uh, and the type of character they were. Uh, Something that goes along with that question is what kind of work did you do? And again, you can get this information in so many ways. Because I see energy flowing back and forth um, when my eyes are closed, and I can also get the sensation in my body, sometimes I'll get uh, uh, different feelings about this energy and how it's moving. And uh, sometimes I've gotten answers to this question through uh, feeling, let's say, a push and pull happening. And that told me that in answer to that question, that that person did some kind of work where there was pushing and pulling. You see, you don't have to get everything in your answer. Little tidbits like that can lead you in the right direction. And at any time, if you want more information when you ask your question, just ask the person in spirit, give me more information. Tell me more about this. Uh, that's always a great thing to do. So uh, the, other th- the other question is, uh, can you give me some important dates? So this could be a birthday, anniversary, time of the person's passing, something significant that the sitter will uh, recognize. Oftentimes, this question will help the person in spirit say hi to somebody here. So they'll mention a birth date uh, about uh, somebody close to them, and that's their way of acknowledging them and saying hi to them. So remember that all the information coming through doesn't always have to pertain to the one in in spirit. It, they can start to move towards people here. They can start to transition their messages more about the people here that they want to acknowledge. So that's always a possibility. And uh, another question would be uh, a memento. So what is it that the person left behind or is there a special memento that the sitter has that they used to have? That's really good validation uh, about the person in spirit. So you can see that now we have gone through the questions of bringing through validation of who you have to more about the transition between the relationship between the person in spirit and the one who is receiving the messages, your sitter. Now we're going to move into asking 
to be given a memory that they both share. This is another way to bring them together, to bring through that validation that they have an important relationship. And this is something that you can practice with your own loved one in spirit, is asking them to give you a memory about your relationship with them. Maybe a memory that you haven't thought of in a long time. I know I do this often with my daughter, and she always gives me something to smile about. And so now that we're moving into the relationship and moving towards the sitter, we start to ask a question like, what has the person in spirit seen seen them do lately? This brings you right into the present moment. This could be something that just happened before they came or something they were talking about this morning or something really current because really the purpose of mediumship is to let the person know that this loved one is with them now, right in this moment. We're not always talking about memories. We're not talking about things about the past. We're talking about now, here. And it can be really silly things like, you know, I had a message once that they dropped something in their car, uh, you know, on the floor and they were looking for it. Oh, that just happened to me before I came to the reading. Yes, because they're with you. They're in the car with you. So it can be information like that that brings you into the current moment. And then we can move on to some of the questions that can be a little trickier, things that you should leave uh, to the end of your reading so that you don't get a no answer from your sitter too early on. So some people, some of the mediums that have come through my classes, they're really good with names. And through experience, they'll lead right out with a name, that they hear a name, and this is the person that they have. But for a lot of people, names are a little bit more difficult to get, a little bit Uh, more difficult to get that type of information. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't ask because you can always develop that part of your mediumship that you're not as comfortable with. And so just ask in your mind, you know, what's your name? But be prepared that they may not tell you their name. They may talk about people who are around them that they want to say hi to and make sure as the medium that you explain this to your sitter that the name could be somebody who is with them in spirit their name or somebody they want to acknowledge here. And sometimes it's even the name of the sitter. I know in my uh, mediumship development classes, I always have guest sitters come in for us to practice on. And uh, sometimes we forget, you know, their name because it's not that important and they'll come through with their name. So that's kind of funny. But uh, so think that the information coming through can always be about the people here, not not only the loved ones. And so when you get a no from your sitter and you know that the information you have is fairly correct, you can start to explain this to them and perhaps they'll take it then. And sometimes they just have amnesia. You know, it's a huge pressure to sit and uh, receive mediumship information. Very emotional, very personal. And sometimes it takes some time. And often I'll get emails from people saying, oh, remember I told you that, uh, you know, that was a note to what you told me? Well, now I understand what you were trying to say. So it takes time. And sometimes they'll come to that re- revelation after they leave your reading. So don't take anything personally. Don't always think it's about your mediumship not being up to snuff. Sometimes they just can't place it right then. Uh, and so... You can also ask about the age at this time, so maybe the age of they passed. And so it's okay if you get a no if you didn't hit it bang on. 
because there's already already been so much good information that your sitter has said yes to. And then once your sitter knows uh, who you have absolutely, then you move into the message and ask the person in spirit, why did they come? What is it that they want to say to their person? Now, keep in mind that this is a mediumship reading, not a psychic reading. And so it's mostly about validation of the loved one, but it's also about um, bringing through their private message for the sitter. So what is it that they want them to know? And I encourage you to go deeper than uh, love. Yes, that's an important message and you should deliver that, but go a little bit deeper. Is there something more specific that they want to tell them? And so in my classes, we use this questionnaire um, in the process, and you can work on this questionnaire before you give a reading, uh, or you can use it uh, as a guideline through your mediumship reading if you want to be more spontaneous. But if you sit in meditation before your reading and prepare, which I highly recommend, Uh, then you have time. You have time to sit with the person in spirit, to really feel them, and to let your guard down. Can you let that person in spirit really blend their energy with you? Can you let them in? Can you feel what they're feeling? Can you feel their emotions? All this is information that you can give to your sitter that can really make that person in spirit come alive. So once we sit and we work on the questionnaire, um, then in the classes we get up and present our, our information to the sitters. So I encourage everyone, especially if you're learning mediumship, to stand up when you're giving a reading. You can feel like everyone's looking at you, and they are, um, but soon enough you'll get over that because when you stand up, the energy moves, and you're able to also move a little bit. You're a little bit freer and you can take on the characteristics, do some physical mediumship of the person that you will have. Sometimes you will do weird things that you don't often do, little tics or mannerisms, and you will uh, realize that you're representing that person in spirit because they did that. And uh, Or maybe there will be a weakness in one of your legs and you'll be able to say, oh, I'm not standing straight or I'm feeling hunched over or whatever. And standing up, you'll be able to sense all those things that you perhaps wouldn't be able to if you were sitting down. The other thing is, is watch your delivery. So when you present information to the sitter, can you present it in a way that you, you are saying things like, he is showing me, or he is making me feel, or he is telling me this, instead of saying, I see this, I hear this, because it, it, it just makes it a little bit, well, you're kind of losing the, the, the feeling of it, you know, the, the immense uh, energy that happens during a reading. Uh, so remember that you're representing that person in spirit. So as you deliver your information, can you present it in that way? And the other thing that's really important is don't get into the bad habit of presenting it in a question format. Even though you know that you you got the information correctly, if you pose your question, if you pose your information in a, in a question, it just feels to the sitter like you're asking them questions. 
Um, even though you know you're just giving information. So make it more as a statement. Can you be confident in your information when you're presenting it? It's just a better energy. And so uh, when you start the process of giving your reading, you can explain all this, uh, how it's going to be to your sitter, but also tell them um, that they should not give you any information. All you want from your sitter is a yes or a no or I'm not sure, to your information. Never do you ask your sitter to give you information. That's your job. And if you train that way, you're going to be able to uh, really excel at your readings. Try uh, you know, not to be a lazy medium. Try not to feed off of your sitter. You're there to work with spirit to bring through the information for them. So you're going to get to know yourself and how you are, um, and you'll be able to tell if uh, uh, you feel differently. So you'll be able to sense if you're um, picking up the emotions of the person. So let's say you're feeling really nervous uh, and excited, but you've done mediumship readings many times before. So this isn't your energy. This is their energy. Do you see? We can miss so much information that's coming through. And just say to your sitter, they're excited and happy to be here. You know, so notice your emotions and how they change. It is, is, it is a definite error to think that people in spirit have no emotion. They definitely do. And I learned that very much from my daughter. Uh, be positive when you stand up there to give your reading. Negative uh, feelings and being negative about your abilities will contract your um, auric field, your energy field. It's a lot easier to be positive when you stand up there. Why can't you do it? Why not? If someone else can do it, you can do it too. And just be positive uh, when you stand up there to, to present your information. Uh, so I've got uh, a bunch of more tips that I, I want to talk about, um, but we're going to take another short break. So stay with me and we'll continue in a moment. Thank you. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Visit schoolofmiracles.ca to find out about Heather Scavetta and her channeled life readings and School of Miracles. Heather blends her energy with the council to bring forth their words of guidance and encouragement that can help you take that next step forward on your spiritual path. You may also attend classes and workshops at School of Miracles in the Toronto, Ontario, Canada area. Learn to communicate with your loved ones, spirit guides, animals, and others in your spirit team. For more information, please visit schoolofmiracles.ca. Tony Scavetta has been giving mediumship readings since 2004. His exceptional gift of clairvoyance will provide validation that your loved ones did not die and are here with you today. Experience healing through knowing your loved one is still with you and receive personal messages from them. Private and group sessions are available. Visit schoolofmiracles.ca and book through the calendar for Tony's availability. That's schoolofmiracles.ca. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. 
are listening to School of Miracles Radio. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send Heather an email to info at schoolofmiracles.ca. That's info at schoolofmiracles.ca. Now, back to this week's show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. Okay, so I'm just giving you tips on giving a reading. And uh, so the last thing that we were talking about is being positive. So when you're negative, that collapses that energetic field around you. So you want to remain positive. Um, You know, there's no reason why you can't learn how to do this. I've seen everyone who comes to my workshops and classes succeed. Um, there's no, there's no reason why you can't do this. So, so remain positive. If you go to classes and the teacher is constantly doing it for you, so connecting into the spirit that you have and receiving messages, they're, you know, yes, by example, they're showing you, but they're not really, I don't think, um, teaching you in a way that I find helpful. Because you have to do it yourself. You have to figure it out how it is for you. And you need to practice. So let's say, you know, there is no circle in your area. Uh, You can invite friends of friends. So people that you don't know. Um, you can ask them to come and you can sit with them and go through the question format and practice getting information for them. This is how you'll learn. Uh, So don't worry if you can't get to a mediumship uh, group. So some more advice about giving readings. Um, Don't say the word suicide. First of all, you may not be 100% sure that this is what you're getting from the person in spirit. You may get a feeling it may lead in this direction, but it's a very strong word and it can really upset a sitter if it's not correct. So a better way of phrasing this, of this is how you feel that the person passed, you could say something like, I feel like they took part in their own passing. This is a gentler way of saying what you're feeling. And if you're not sure, I would just leave it all together. Uh, Oftentimes when I get people who committed suicide, I may feel a tightness around my throat, which could mean, um, you know, from a rope or whatever. Um, and I'll get kind of like a um, burgundy color, which to me means depression. And so I'll start to put the pieces together through the reading. I'll start to get a sense of them, um, how their state of mind was when they passed. This does not mean that they are like this now. You also have to make that very clear to your sitter. This is just confirmation of how they passed. Um, you definitely don't want to cause more harm and grief to the person who's sitting with you. So if you're not 100% sure, just leave that part alone. And um, you may be able to broach the subject at the, at the uh, end when you're all finished, um, if they want to share with you. So understand that we can't make spirit come to us. Spirit comes to us because they want to. They have free will. And especially if we're in a, a group learning session with other mediums, they will choose the medium who has the best references because we use our own personal dictionary to bring information through. And so sometimes people will say in my classes, uh, oh, I'm seeing my uncle. Well, your uncle just doesn't come into a mediumship reading. He comes in because there's a reason. Spirit always has a reason. So it could be that the person that you have looks like him 
or maybe they had the same illness or past like him. Maybe they had the same personality. You see, it, it, we have to figure these things out as well. And sometimes you can just explain this to your sitter. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, seeing this. Does that make any sense to you? Um, you know, you, you don't have to know everything about what you're getting we just get bits and pieces so it's not about our own ego being amazing getting all this you know um, specific stuff no it's about interpreting uh, the information coming through as accurately as possible and sometimes it's just describing what you see describe what you feel and let the sitter figure it out Uh, so don't be discouraged if you don't get more information uh, because and the other thing too is maybe you don't have the references for the type of information. So uh, educate your sitter also about this that you may not be able to get the nickname. Maybe you don't have that reference. Uh, the other thing is is um, animals can come through definitely, and this sometimes you'll see when you ask the question, "Who's with them in spirit?" Often animals will come forward, and I, I always feel that they bring. Uh, such a special energy to the reading when you can talk about um, animal companions and how they're still with us. So definitely they can come through. Now, numbers can can come through and mean, uh, like I said before, special dates, things like that. But my husband sees um, playing cards and um, he'll see, like, let's say the two of hearts and he'll know that there are two family members. So he'll see sometimes many different cards. So maybe there'll be the two of hearts and then the four of hearts. So what he's saying is there's um, two families, two in one family, four in another, you know. So this could be about the person in uh, the sitter's family or it could be the person that they have in spirit. So there are many different references that we can use. And now that I've told you about the, the playing cards, perhaps that will be a new symbol for you now. Do you see how it works? When you're with other mediums, you learn from them. You learn from their references. Um, you really, uh, when you're having difficulty in a reading, just wait. Just sit and wait and allow the energy to come through. So something that I noticed that my husband does and I started to do also is when I prepare for a reading, when I know one is coming up, whether that day or in a couple of days, uh, I'll sit and connect in and ask uh, the loved ones to come forward for this person who is coming for the reading. Even if I, I don't even know their name of the sitter, I'll ask them to come. And sometimes while I'm in that relaxed state, I'll see a scenario play out. Um, just the other day, um, I didn't see it, but I heard it. I heard uh, raisins covered with something that tastes like coffee. Uh, so it sounds kind of crazy, but it might mean something to your sitter. And so I just kind of write that down and I save it for my reading and then I share it with them and I say, does this mean anything to you? And if it doesn't, that's okay. But what I'm saying is, can you sit in meditation before your reading and maybe get some more complex information that you may not be able to get when you're in front of somebody? This stuff can be really specific and can really bring through validation for your sitter. And it's also really fun to do. So the other thing is, is be, be aware of how you're feeling on the day of your reading. So sometimes you may feel sick 
or you may have a pain, or you may feel extra tired. Don't think it's always you. Think about, oh, maybe that's that person who's hanging around me today because they know I'm going to um, give a reading. If it's really intense, you can ask them to step back. But I think it's just really good confirmation that they're with you. And sometimes this awareness of how you how you have felt all day will come back as you're giving your reading. Then you'll say, oh, okay, now I understand why I had a headache all day or why I was feeling this way. So know yourself. With experience, you'll know how you work and you'll also be open to new ways of communicating. So hopefully in the short amount of time we've had today, um, I've given you some new thoughts and tips of working with loved ones. Um, Just know that if you see a spirit already, um, using the question format that format can help you bring structure to that. Instead of just sitting and saying, okay, come to me and tell me things. If you ask a question like, um, where did you live before? Uh, then you kind of know your parameter of what you may be seeing. So maybe you'll see a house or maybe you'll get the feeling like you're being pulled out east or across the ocean or something like that. So you see how varied it can be and how it can really help you focus on your mediumship. I know it's helped me. I know it's helped so many other people. So um, if you want your free questionnaire, just go to schoolmiracles.ca and go to the blog. It's right there for you um, to learn from. And don't forget, automatic writing is also another way we can connect to loved ones. And many people do spirit drawings and draw uh, and uh, write out things as they're connected with spirit. That's how my daughter connects through automatic writing. And she also does her mediumship that way. So that's another way that you can connect. Uh, My way is not the only way. It's just a way. So uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Uh, I had a lot of fun. There's so much more I could tell you because mediumship is is a huge subject. Um, But uh, I wish you well on your journey and know that uh, you're making a difference. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to School of Miracles Radio. Please join your host, Heather Scavetta, again next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week. And remember, you are never alone. Your loved ones and spirit guides are always around you. Thank you.